Hey, Kansas City. You're listening to Real Humans by Gina Kaufman, a podcast from KCUR Studios. On this episode, Mark Angermeyer used to be a pig farmer. When a back injury took that away from him, he forgot how to dream until he found hope in a peach tree. Earlier this week, I drove down Missouri's State Route D about a half hour south of Kansas City through a deluge of rain, sturdy boots in tow, anticipating mud. My plan was to pick cherries at Tubby's Fruit Orchard in Cleveland, Missouri, but I also hoped, in a way, to reset. I haven't fully shaken the white-knuckle endurance this past year has demanded, and I suspect I'm not alone. After spending so much time in survival mode, moving forward again with purpose is strangely unfamiliar. And with the pandemic not entirely over yet, those first steps feel not just clumsy, but uncertain. I went to the orchard thinking a simple story about seasonal fruit would cleanse my palate. Worst case scenario, I'd come home equipped to bake pie. Instead... I found a way to think differently about getting unstuck. Mark Angermeyer greeted me as I trudged across his gravel lot, the rain having mostly cleared. Mark runs what began as a peach orchard, although you won't find any peaches there this year. That's not uncommon. This far north in Missouri, peaches only survive warmer winters. And that is not the kind of winter we had. I knew when they got to 17 below, it was, it was, it was over. I knew that. There are 550 peach trees in this orchard, but for obvious reasons, Mark has diversified his crop. About 45 cherry trees bore red fruit when I arrived, though not for long, since cherry season is wrapping up. Next will come blueberries, then tomatoes and corn. Mark has always been a farmer, but he didn't get into fruit until the last decade. I used to be a pig farmer, actually, in Higginsville. As a younger man, he depended on real hardiness and physical strength to handle equipment and manage live animals. When he injured his back out in the field, strength failed him. At first, Mark limped and winced through the pain. There was all this work that needed done, and I just felt like I kept having to go, 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 and I just deteriorated and deteriorated and deteriorated to where... You know, you had to almost bite my cheek just to walk. And by the time he finally stopped working long enough to rest, he couldn't get back up. Standing was hard. Sitting was harder. Working on the hog farm was impossible. So he didn't have much of a choice but to sell his half of the business to his partner. I actually laid in bed for like a year and a half. I I couldn't even hardly get out of bed. I was in a bad way. He didn't think he'd ever be able to work again. You've lost your health and your dream and your occupation. It's, you don't have any hope, and it's hard, to, um, it's hard to even start dreaming again. Mark remembers quite clearly how dark things got. He says he slept only about two hours a night for what seemed like an eternity, spending the days waiting for night and the nights waiting for day. He couldn't eat. At six foot three... He dropped to 135 pounds. So that's kind of the place I was at. His family moved to Kansas City, where his wife got a job to support them. Eventually, Mark was able to get surgery. They put titanium rods 
in his back. He gradually began to move again, but just a little. That's when his wife bought him a couple of peach trees from Walmart. Ingermeyer says she got them as kind of a therapy because she knew something essential and true about her husband. My wife knew I was a farmer. That's bigger than it might sound. You know, there's a cliche, and I hate to say it because it is a cliche, but it's true for a lot of farmers, and that is, it's not an occupation, it's who you are. And uh, that's, that's certainly true with me. Um, it gives me a lot of satisfaction and meaning in life. That was about 2009. Mark's wife planted the trees herself. Mark wasn't able to do something like that. But little by little... I just started getting really interested in them and started kind of tending them a little bit, and I could get out there and prune a little bit. and So it started to give me kind of, a, I guess, a sense of purpose again. Yeah. A few trees became a few more trees. Mark got healthier and healthier. And at a certain point, the Angermeyers had more peaches growing outside their house than they could eat or give away. So in 2011, just two years later... They bought 20 acres of land in Cleveland, Missouri. That's where Tubby Fruit's Peach Orchard stands today. It's a business with hundreds of trees and loyal customers who come to pick their own fresh fruit every year. The only crop customers can't pick themselves is the round peach. It's too delicate. Pull on one peach and five might come tumbling onto the ground. Mark's new normal didn't fall into place overnight. He endured a long humbling learning curve. The, the first peach trees I put in at the house, for instance, I didn't know that, that around here, uh, the ground is just too wet for peaches to thrive when, in most locations when they're just planted in flat ground. He figured out he needed to build mounds that let the water kind of drain away from the tree roots. Before that breakthrough... I could fill up the back of my pickup with small peach trees that just died the year I planted them. But even more importantly, Mark learned not to ignore pain like he used to. The summer before last, I was just, it was a real good summer for peaches, and I was hauling these lugs of peaches around, and my backs just started killing me. He'd hired an assistant on the farm, so he did something smart but difficult. He offloaded the heavy lifting and sat out front to chat up the customers. You know, I probably looked like I was pretty lazy, but, uh, you know, I just, I, I've learned that i just got to quit if it, if it starts hurting too bad. Looking over the expanse of healthy fruit trees on this orchard after hearing this story, I'm overcome with something hard to describe, and I tell Mark as much. It's like it's... spiritual. <laughs> Maybe so, yeah. What I mean is, if Mark had stayed in bed trying to mastermind the perfect fix to his problems, he may never have gotten up. A couple of trees brought him joy, so he did what he could to nurture them. Those first imperfect steps got him dreaming again, not the other way around. I will say this, that it, it kind of makes me feel good some mornings or evenings. I'll just go up to that top gate and look out over and see all that we've planted. And there's a certain sense of satisfaction that I'm growing a lot of food for a lot of people. With that, Mark hands me a bucket lined with a plastic sack and sends me off to pick my cherries. They're tart cherries that peck a slight pucker. Sweet cherries are hard to grow in this region, even more so than peaches. But tart cherries thrive here. Having never tried one before, I expect them to require a lot of sugar and butter and baking to taste halfway decent. But when I get home with my bounty, I give one a try. 
Sure enough, they probably could use a little sugar, but I don't really mind the sour note. Tasting one cherry makes me reach for another. I start taking inventory of tins and ingredients in my pantry to see what can be done with them. I have lots of ideas. Time to get baking. That's it. Thanks for listening. Real Humans by Gina Kaufman is based on a column by the same name. You can read it every Sunday at kcur.org. The column is edited by Gabe Rosenberg, and the podcast is produced by Mackenzie Martin, with music from Blue Dot Sessions. If you want to subscribe, it's available in all the usual places. And when you do, maybe leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think of these stories. I'm Gina Kaufman. Catch you next time.